1: Let's go on over to Silver Spring, Maryland and talk to John, who's on the line. Hey, John, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hello, sir. Thanks for calling. What's your comment or question, John? (laughs) Yes, my brother. I am very pleased with your teaching. You are
2: a blessing to us. My question to you will be, nowadays, at this time, there are many people, many pastors, they just focus on the world. They teach about money not about salvation is that Mm. the right way to preach the gospel or i I am wrong
1: uh you are not wrong uh salvation is free and church should be free as well (laughs) okay now this has been a problem since the very beginning of of our christian religion as uh it started off very well with the power of the holy spirit and Peter being the first Pope but it really got uh, it really got distorted when the Catholic Church began to cause uh, this money collection for indulgences or in other words you pay money you will get forgiven or get blessed and now out of the Catholic faith comes the Protestant faith and Protestant uh, uh, many preachers uh, have basically become, name it, claim it, uh, prosperity preachers. And what they have done is they have attached the blessing of God to money. And that really is a distortion of the gospel. We have to remember and remind people as preachers that the gospel is free, worship is free, and anyone can come to worship the Lord. Now, having said that, We need to also teach people what God's word says about giving, that giving ought to be cheerful and sacrificial and out of obedience to God. And so if you can balance that off, I think you'll do okay, John, but there are some preachers and teachers that don't balance it off and they distort the gospel. So you make a very good point, sir.
2: Okay. God bless you. Thank you.
1: Bless you back. Let's go to, uh, let's see. Washington DC. I see Eric there, so let's go there. Hey Eric, this is Doctor Anderson. How you doing?
3: Yes, sir. I'm doing fine, Dr. Anderson. I'm a first time caller. Thank you. Uh I'm I'm forty six years of age. Mm-hmm. Uh a uh, uh, Washington native Washingtonian and it's not so much scandal, but I just had a, had my my spirit was somewhat uh perplexed and confused. Uh re- within within the Near future, I'm scheduled to get uh, baptized. Okay. But unfortunately, I'm in a situation where I'm confined. So, the clergy, the clergy at this particular place where I'm being uh, being where I'm institutionalized at. Okay. Uh, the person is an ordained minister, but his uh, lifestyle is that of. Uh, homosexuality, Uh but it's not, he doesn't, he doesn't flaunt it. He doesn't parade it around, but that is, that is, that is his lifestyle. And I just was concerned about how I told him that I wasn't comfortable with him baptizing me because I didn't feel as though that is, you know, it's, it does, it just I don't feel that God permits that, to, now uh, let me
1: let me ask you, know, you Eric. Is he the? Are, are you incarcerated? Yes, sir. Uh, is he the only chaplain or person that can baptize you?
3: Uh, no, sir. But I, when I when I made my request, when I made my request known that I would, would like someone else to, to to facilitate the baptism, yeah, I I, I came I came up, I came up against a little. Uh, uh, Apprehensive, appreh, he was a little apprehensive, I, but yeah. I'm, hope, I'm hoping that, no, you know, I'm hoping that that God sees yeah. sees sees. Once I told him that I was uncomfortable sure. with him doing it, yeah. I'm hoping that within it that he can see that I still would like to go through sure. with it, but I, I'm well, just hoping that someone else can do it.
1: Well, I'm I'm hoping that that happens for you because you do want to get baptized. I love the fact that you want to get baptized and you want to do things God's way. If there's another option and you can choose it, awesome. If there's not another option, you know, uh, you don't always have to look at the godliness of the person who is baptizing you. But you got to ask yourself the question, is this a man or woman of God? And if you believe that they're a man and woman of God, uh, then you know, go ahead and let them baptize you. If you don't believe they're a man or woman of God, then don't let them baptize you. You want to be baptized by a man or a woman of God. That's the bottom line. And uh, I believe that God will open the door for you. I just want you to know while you're incarcerated listening to my show that I'm proud of you that you actually want to do it God's way so let's pray and hold out and see what God does for you okay Eric yes sir blessings to you thanks for calling thanks for listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson whether incarcerated or whether hanging out on the streets you and I get to connect right here building bridges we'll be right back Mastering money. Let me tell you what the scripture says. It says in Malachi 310, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, the Lord says, the Lord Almighty says, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. God gives us a promise when we bring the whole tithe That's 10% of all of your earnings and probably more, but let's stick with the first 10%. That's your tithe. God says, I will bless you tremendously. In fact, I'll bless you so much. You won't even have room enough to receive it, which means you're either going to have to continue to build bigger barns and more barns, which is a New Testament passage that talks about that in Luke chapter 12. Or you're going to use your overflow and you're going to reinvest it. You're going to give it away. You're going to bless other people. I do believe that you are blessed to be a blessing. I do also believe if you're not giving to the Lord, uh, then you are robbing God uh, and uh, you are uh, sinning. It is sin to not give of your resources to the Lord. And if you go to a local church that serves you and that's your spiritual home and you don't give to that local church, then, again, uh, that's that's not right. And some people, what they do is they, they uh, receive spiritual teaching, training, development, fellowship, friendship, uh, you name it, from a church. Uh, and yet uh, you look at the uh, role of the finances and they never give a dime. They don't give their money. Uh, And so, uh, you know, that's wrong. You should be feeding those who are feeding you. And the scripture makes it clear that uh, if you are being spiritually fed by the man or the woman of God in the house of the Lord, then you ought to bring your tithe to the storehouse. That's to the place that's feeding you. Now, your offerings. so you have your tithes and you have your offerings. Your offerings are above your tithes. That's more than your first 10%. And for the Jews, it was about 23% if you added up all of the different uh, tithes and taxes and everything. But when we talk about tithes and offerings, we're talking about your first 10%. And then the offerings are whatever else you give above and beyond uh, because uh, you want to invest in uh, child sponsorship. You want to invest in a missionary leaving, going to another uh, country to serve Jesus. You know, you want to invest in the homeless shelter in in the city, uh, but it's amazing how many people will give their money to charity and give their money around the world to make sure that animals are cared for, but they will not uh, give their first ten percent to the house of the Lord. Uh, and I do believe that that is outside of the bounds of what God uh, desires. So that's Malachi three uh, ten. But there's a problem, and the problem is made clear by the Apostle Paul, and he tells us why this is. Uh, and he says, for some people, this may not be true about you. Uh, and if you want to talk about this, again, you can give me a call. Uh, we can talk about money. But the Apostle Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So not, money is not the root of all kinds of evil. What's the root? The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. In other words, you got to put God first. got to put the house of the Lord first. And then after that, uh, watch everything else fall in order. Some people have had financial problem after financial problem because they've been robbing God and they've not been investing in what God has said invest in. The very thing I love the most. All right. Let's go to Silver Spring, Maryland, and talk to Chris, who's on the line. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. How are you?
2: Thank you, David Anderson. How are you doing?
1: I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking?
2: Well, I'm thinking satisfaction is uh, is key to uh, mastering money. I mean, if you teach yourself how to get satisfied, and then you going to be the master of mastering money, I think
4: that that's what I what I feel.
1: I think you're right. Satisfaction, contentment with what you have is absolutely critical. If you're always trying to get more and get more and get more, you're never satisfied. Uh, and of course, you can always find somebody who has something bigger, better uh, and has more so if you're comparing yourself to somebody else, then what happens is you want to get the the nicer car or the bigger truck or the uh, the nicer neighborhood uh, for your for your new home so you're right. there has to be a certain level where you say you know what i'm I'm content with where I am so I think you make a good point, Chris. Thanks for making it on my show.
2: Yeah, and you know what? In today's world, it, uh, actually, you already said it. It's it's about more, 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 more. You know, people are not satisfied of their spouses, so they go out of the house, you mm-hmm. know, to get another person. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the key to every problem is people are not are not able to teach themselves how to get satisfied. I mean, mm-hmm. or how to be, I mean, done with what they have, you know. Uh, but if you teach yourself how to I mean, how to get satisfied, uh, and then I think that's the key thing. Not only yeah. to, to money, but even to other problems uh, you know,
1: that yeah. we see in this world. Contentment and satisfaction, you're absolutely yes, right, is necessary in all areas. And in, in fact, uh, in relationships, you're right. But you know, the Lord is the one who tr- truly satisfies us. and And so when we turn to Him, He can actually fill in those places where we're aching and where we're lacking and he can fill it up for us when we feel dissatisfied would you agree with that as well chris yes
2: yes i absolutely do
1: Mm -hmm. well listen thank you so much for calling god bless you from silver spring maryland we already read one passage from luke 12 talking about bigger barns uh we got to get to a place where we say okay we have more than enough instead of building bigger barns to store more for the future what do we do with all the excess Well, remember in Malachi what he said. He said, if you will tithe, bringing your whole tithe into the storehouse, I'm going to bless you so much that you won't even have room enough to receive it. So then what happens when you don't have more room? You have overflow. Isn't it a beautiful thing to be able to use your overflow to bless other people? Some of you, I know that's your heart's desire. Like you're just praying and, and asking God, please, God, please, um uh, i i want to bless i want to be blessed so I can be a blessing, and if that is the case with you, then uh that is your heart 's desire. start praying that to the Lord don 't just ask God for more money, start making a commitment to God now, even though you don 't have the money that Lord, if you will bless me, I will not only give you a tithe back but I will bless other people uh The problem is some people have just misused their overflow. And if you misuse your overflow, how can I I give you more? And the scripture talks about that. If you're faithful with a little, you'll get more. But if you're not faithful with a little, why would God give us more, right? So, hey, listen, if you want to talk to me about it, my number is 888-432-7434. Let me give you the number again, and I'll try to say it slower. Okay, here we go. (laughs) 888-432-7434. Uh, that's 88843 Bridge. All right, let's go to Debbie in Temple Hills, Maryland. Hello, Miss Debbie. Dr. Anderson here. How are you?
2: Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm a first time caller. Just want to say Yay. hello, Dr. Anderson. But Thank I you. think while I was holding the be on, I think I got my question answered.
1: Oh, what was your question?
2: I'm in a, a situation now where um, I am, it just seems that I can't seem to have my flow yeah. of money to even meet my regular resources. Yeah, Like I can meet my responsibilities, like the average mortgage, the average utility bill, mm-hmm. food, and et cetera. Yeah. But other things seem to um, overwhelm me. And uh-huh. since I'm on a fixed income, I can't seem to um, balance things out sometimes. And I'm I'm feeling afraid that I won't be able to make it, which really makes no sense because that means I'm not trusting. But to be honest, I just... Overwhelmed, like I can't yeah. balance things out at the end of
1: the month. Yeah, I hear you. So, how are we going to move from being overwhelmed to getting overflow? That's what we need to talk about. So, first of all, I love the fact that you're acknowledging your, the spirit that you have, and it's a spirit of fear. So, you know, that doesn't come from the Lord. So, what we're going to do first is we're going to say, God, I'm going to trust in you, and I'm not going to be afraid anymore because that spirit doesn't come from you. So that's the first thing. The okay. spirit of fear doesn't come from God. All you got to do is pray and give him your anxiety and he'll give you peace. So let's start from a place of okay. peace. All right, God, I know you got this. I don't know how, I don't know where, but I know you got it. So that gets your spirit in the, okay. right, pla- in the right place. i have already said, let's start from a place of peace by giving God the anxiety that we have for not having enough. And you already know, he's always come through for you. And uh, well, that's that's good news, right?
2: That's true. Okay. Yeah.
1: So we got that part. Now the the next part is I want you to commit to giving God something. How, how when your next next check comes, how much can you give God in faith? Oh gosh.
2: Um I'm going to be honest, Dr. Anderson, maybe, maybe under $20.
1: That's fine. It doesn't matter. Maybe under $20. It doesn't matter the amount because remember, God owns everything. So he doesn't need it. This is, this is for, uh, for you saying thank you to God. So if you can give, let's say that $20, all right, or $15, let's go with that. What I want you to do is I want you to give that 15 or $20 to the Lord with a prayer. Say, God, this is my seed. I'm I'm going to give this to you in faith with a cheerful heart. I'm believing in you when I give this to you. Okay. Remember, it's not the amount. The widow who had two mites gave more, Jesus said, than the, than all the Pharisees who were giving a whole lot of money. Okay. So it's about the heart that goes with the gift. So with that gift, you're going to say, God, I give this to you cheerfully and I give it to you, believing that you're going to multiply it. All right. Now, this is what I want you to do. Once you give that, I want you to make a commitment to the Lord that whatever increase you get as a result of that gift, you're going to give him a full tithe out of it. Okay? Okay. So okay. Th- this is how we're going to test God here. All right? So we're going to take the little that you're going to give, $15 to $20. We're going to pray and put it in the okay. offering, but we're going to make a commitment to God when I see you multiply this 10 or 15 or $20. I promise you I'm going to give a whole tithe from that increase. So let's say you get okay. an extra check in the mail for $40 or $50 that you did not even see. Or let's say God places okay. it on somebody's heart to stick a $100 bill inside your hand uh, that you did not even uh, expect. You you okay. have already made the commitment that that $100 that somebody put in your hand, God, I'm going to give 10% of that. So I will give $10 back immediately. And see, by doing this. Oh, like that. Yeah, okay. like that. So okay. so what we're doing is we're testing God. We're taking God at his word. The only place in all of scripture where God says you can test him is in this. And it says in Malachi 3.10, he says, test me in this. All right? It's the only place in scripture we're allowed to test God, and that's with money. So what I want you to do is repeat back to me what I've asked you to do so I make sure you're clear on it. Ready, set, go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So you say give, give what I can. Give the seed that I have. Yep. Give it to God, praying and trusting and believing, then he'll multiply that seed. And right. if I, and when, yep. not if, when I get a seed, when I get a gift, yep. I would take that gift, be it $40, $50, $100, and put that whole tithe, that 10%, back to the Lord.
1: Exactly. Correct. You got it. Okay. You, you got it so that okay. we're, we're testing God. we're going to see that God is going to multiply your seed somehow some way we don't even know how it's going to happen, okay? but when it happens, you've already committed 10 percent of it to the Lord, so you're going to give that 10 percent, and then what's going to happen, you're yeah. going to have the joy of watching that 10 percent get multiplied. and now what you've done is you've started working on your tithe, and you'll, you'll, and then what's going to happen is God's going to start giving you overflow. He's going to give you wisdom on how to get overflow from there. But right now what he wants is for you to be faithful with the little that you do have before we can even talk about overflow. But overflow is coming. I promise if you go this route, I can't wait to hear back from you. I need you to call me back and tell me what God did as a testimony.
2: I, I would love to call you back because I've been thinking the wrong way. I've been applying for jobs, not being successful in getting jobs. I stopped hiding because I was too embarrassed to give right. um, what I could not normally give.
1: Right. Yep. And
2: I don't know. It just seemed like it was a downward spiral, so to speak.
1: Oh yeah, I,
2: but okay. I'm gonna try that.
1: I, I love it. But here's the good news. That. That's over. We got a new. We got a new day coming now, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's over.
1: There it's it is. Over. I love it. I love it. God Thank bless you,
2: so you. much, Doctor Anderson. All this the- is my first time calling. I listen to you all the time. Never have the courage to call, but I'm glad I did today. But Thank you, you did so it much. today.
1: I'm so proud of you. Thanks for calling and call me back with that testimony, okay?
2: I'm gonna call you
1: back. Okay, <laughs> All I'm right. call you back to Teflon. You got it. God bless you. That's Debbie in Temple Hills, Maryland. Hey, let's go to Haymarket, Virginia, and talk to CK. Hi, CK. This is Doctor Anderson. How you doing? Hey, hey,
4: Doctor Anderson. I'm doing okay. How about
1: yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking today, CK? Yes, sir.
4: Uh, just uh been in a been in a real rut for the past three, four years now. Uh. Yeah i got a uh i married been married for uh coming on eight years uh, on sunday actually okay um and been a single family or single income family uh ever since um uh, uh, me and my wife had our our son one year into our marriage and she became ill after our son was born and she uh she got a, a, a immune disease and okay. uh, it's... It's stopping her from being able to Work. get a job. I understand? She has uh, chronic migraines and and things like that, and the immune disease is attacking her thyroid. And, Got it. Uh, she has she it, it, it's stacking you know one thing on, on top of another on top of well,
1: another. well, it sounds to me uh, it sounds to me ck uh, ck that you have not only the financial stress but you have the emotional stress. I can hear it in your breathing, the emotional stress yeah. of having a wife yeah, and a yeah. child and all of that. How how are you doing, brother?
4: Mm-hmm. we actually uh, moved in with her sister because we were drowning on our own. And uh, we moved in with her sister and fiance and mm. uh, we were only supposed to be here a year to lift us out of this, out of our debt and, and where we are and her health just plummeted. And mm. uh, we've been fighting doctors and things like that. I've been mm. working at a company for five years now and haven't gotten a raise yet. I'm mm. I'm on the verge of getting my, master electrical license and okay. uh, i i know that that right there will help but yeah. it's still time you know it's going to take another year before i'm able to get that into my hands yeah yeah um, and okay. we've been we've been living with her sister for uh almost i think going on 3 years now
1: wow year. are you doing so, are you doing electrical work now yes how many hours yes. a week are you working
4: i'm working 40 hours a week
1: okay only 40
4: i uh yeah, yeah, only forty hours a week. I, I I have the ability to uh work two jobs. Yeah. Uh but my wife does not want that to happen because uh the relationship that I have with my son um is is really tight. I have a real good relationship yeah. with my son and she doesn't have the ability to be the parent that she wants to be, so I'm kind yeah. of uh, stepping up and being a parent for both of us when she can't.
1: I understand. But you know what? 60 hours a week is is normal now. So you need to find another 20 hours a week. This is a season in your life. Your son's going to still be your son once you get out of this predicament. But you've been in it for three years. Uh, and so you need to, right now your focus needs to be get out of the situation you're in. Your son has enough love from your wife and from your sister and, and fiancé. Right now your number one focus needs to be Getting more money into your bank account so that you can get your family straight and set up. He already knows you love him. He's going to see 20 more hours a week is not going to kill uh, this situation. Hey, hey, listen, CK, I've I've got to run, uh, but I hope you use your uh, electricity, uh, electrician uh, abilities to get some more income or get more hours. I'll be right back. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you.
4: Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to
0: support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us Sunday mornings at our campus in Columbia, Maryland at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon or at our Owings Mills Reisterstown, Maryland campus at 10.30 a.m. You can also join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. For details and directions to Sunday services, please visit www.bridgeway.cc or call 410-992-5832. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.